I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. Back for another episode. Our last episode was really fun. If you haven't seen it, we had Doug Edrington here in studio to talk with us. Today is just you and me. And in the spirit of season two of Resource, we want to come back with some more tactical advice that agents, team leaders, brokers, you name it, can take and apply in their business today. So, Jay, one of the things I want to talk to you about today is something that we've been talking about recently, and it has to do with how people perceive you. Today, we're going to be talking mostly about personal branding, which is like this big umbrella term that a lot of stuff fits into. But I want to talk about specific do's and don'ts that go along with building your personal brand. And not specifically how people perceive me. No, we're not talking the, about just the proverbial bits. you, the figurative you. Yes, the you that's listening right yeah. now. But you, but you could be me. Yeah. So, and or it could the, be you, right? It could be. It could be us. It could be us. <laughs> it could. It, it could be this podcast right now. <laughs> well, this is very meta. Okay. Let's let's move it on. One that actually just speaks to the point. Personal branding is so many different things for different people. Everyone that's listening to this too, probably at least, well, hopefully, at some point has tried to cultivate some type of personal brand image as far as it relates to their real estate career, right? People are constantly wondering, you know, what should I be posting on Facebook? What should I be putting on my Instagram? Should I be going live? All these kind of questions about what do I want people to see when they think about me in the business? Or you could just be my client that I met with last week that has been listening to our podcast as a means of learning all my secrets. Ah, <laughs> And so I don't, you know... I, I uh, I think there are probably a few of those out there. So there if you're be. just if you're just listening, trying to understand what real estate agents talk about, or you've had a bad experience with a real estate agent, and you're trying to educate yourself on how to do it yourself, whatever. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it's whatever. And um, best of all, we're on Facebook Live right now. So if you're watching this and you're a consumer and you have some thoughts about the things that we're saying, we're going to be talking directly about you and the way you think about us. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. During this it, it was it was an interesting experience when he started quoting back wisdom, like quotes from our podcast to me in <laughs> like, the in the consultation. Listening yeah. to this? Yeah. Like, wait a minute, you. You paid attention to that? It's incredible. Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of nice. He was like, "No, trust me." He goes, "Don't contradict yourself because I've listened to all your episodes." And right. I go, okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Practice what you preach. No, noted. So, today, what I want to do, Jay, is we I've come up with a kind of <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I've come up with a list of uh, some things that you should be doing as far as building your personal brand, and some things that you should stop doing right this minute if you're doing them as far as this goes. And I want to go back and forth. I got three things you need to be doing, three things you need to stop doing, and we're going to go back and forth. So why don't we just jump right in this list? Are you ready? I'm going to get your take on some of these. The first thing that you should be doing, and if you're not doing it now, you need to start when it comes to building your personal brand is showing people what your real life looks like. I think people are really focused on curating this image, like this, this kind of mythos around them in the office, them at the closing table, them putting the sign in the yard, like that's all they do in their whole life. If your social media, especially on social media, is all real estate all the time, 
you start to lose that quality that makes people trust you anyways. You're not a person anymore. You've become your brand and your business. So I think showing people real you, real life, you with your kids, you on the weekend, that kind of stuff can be really useful in helping people build trust. What do you think? No, we're, we are absolutely blessed to live in this time, in this day and age. Um, you know, people can curse social media and the effects or the inter- internet, the internet of things, you know, the service-based economy that we live in. You can curse it for what it is, or you can recognize what it isn't. And, you know, truthfully, we're very blessed for the ability to show people who we are very easily. Right. Um, people want in a personal, we're in a service business and people want to work with people they know, like, and trust, right? They have the ability to know you. They have the ability to like you. Um, and it's a relatively short period of time until they can develop trust with you because of the things that they are able to learn that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time doing. Yeah. You, you Yes. There is this, unfortunate byproduct where people, you know, create the expectation that you live a perfect life, et cetera, and so forth. We understand like, you know, the, the hashtag no filter moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like where, where you're really trying to show people that this is real life. This is not my curated life. But uh, if you're not using social and you're not using tech, you're not using, you know, the things you do every day to help people understand who you are, Okay, and why they should consequently why they may like working with you, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and it's it's that simple. You know, I I like to say in my business, everything I do supports everything else I do. Hmm. You know, if I'm going to you know have fun with my camera playing in the backyard with my kids and take a couple of pictures and and I'm going to document that, well, I'm going to post it on my Instagram and let people know that I'm. You know, I'm a happy, family-oriented father. Yeah, and you're showing that your business facilitates this part of your life, too. I'm never the guy. I've never been the guy. You you know, you used to hear this in businesses that you don't tell people when you have personal engagements. You refer to it as, I have an appointment. I have an appointment. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've never been that guy. I've, I've always been the guy that was very happy to say, I'm coaching Little League. Like, I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Uh, because I believe that you create a demand for yourself when you have things that are important. Yeah. You know, and I think you're going to touch on this a little bit ago here in a minute, but it really speaks to who you are and who you are and who you decide to be speak to something else about you. So we'll get to that in a minute. The other thing too, that, that you keep making me think of is when you are doing this thing where you're trying to compartmentalize your social media, right? We live in a day and age, like you said, where this information is readily available. If people want to know about the real you, they're going to find stuff about yep. the real you. It's out there. So if well, you before, are... Before they, they made assumptions about you. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And you had no control over these. So they're still going to make assumptions, but now you have some, some control over those assumptions. Exactly. And the key thing is if you're trying to put out this image that you know, you're the hardworking agent that's constantly closing deals and you're crushing it and your business is your life and you don't want people to see the mom life side of you, right? Like where you have a real life. You're All you're doing is you're drawing a bigger divide on social media so when people see the two sides of your life, inevitably, there's going to be that disconnect. There's going to be contrast where you can circumvent that immediately just by showing people I'm a real person with real life, with real spons- responsibilities and I'm just like you. And, yeah. and you're skipping a step. People are going to find it out anyways. No, I agree. A thousand percent. So... 
that leads directly, like you said, into the thing that you should stop doing. The perfect flip side of this is this idea that you should be posting all the time about how busy you are. You're just like, I'm so busy. Today was crazy. I showed 10 houses tonight, you know, crushing it. Never too tired for my clients. Muscle emoji, you know, like this idea. It could be really tempting to post stuff like that because on your busy days, it feels good, right? I mean, you feel good about yourself for crushing it for your clients that day. But when you're constantly posting this, you don't realize you're doing two things. You're doing two things that are harming you. One, when you post the picture that says, you know, it's 11.59 p.m. and I'm writing offers, you know, never too late for my clients. To you, it looks like you're showing your clients that you hustle, right? Like I'm, I'm hustling, I'm never too busy for you. But what you're really doing is you're telegraphing. You're showing people that uh, I don't have boundaries. I don't create boundaries for my clients. Nope. And if you work with me, you shouldn't expect boundaries either. If you yeah. want to call me at 10 p.m., I just showed you on my Instagram story that I'm available for calls at 10 p.m. because I don't have the boundaries that other agents might. And that's the value. You're saying that's your value. And you don't want people to have that as the value they associate with you. Be careful what you're selling, okay? Exactly. Are you selling, you know, a credible professional that is efficient, that has a system, that has support, that is well capitalized, that gets the job done? Or are you selling availability? Mm -hmm. Because... You know, this is an emotional process. And for the same reason that people, you know, mentally bind themselves to you and your service, it, it you know, they have a personal connection with you because it's a personal process. It's a exactly. personal transaction. You know, that personalization, that, that, that personal nature breeds insecurity. Insecurity requires attention, you know, so if they're going to call you at midnight when they're having a panic attack about the offer that they just made and the only thing that can be done is you talk them off the ledge. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's the way you're going to do your business. And if you've created you've, a new par- like a new part of your business that you have to be, become good at. What you should do is create confidence in them that you're not going to let them go astray. Mm-hmm. And when you leave them at the end of the appointment, after writing that offer, they should feel confident in their actions. Like, I don't find myself in these situations anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I never did. I mean, I didn't always do this as well as I can do it today. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, don't tell people that your only value is availability. Mm-hmm. Your own av- only, uh, you know, value is the jump and run mentality. Uh, because it's that, a vicious cycle. Once you've told someone that that's your normal, it's hard to it's hard to tell somebody, "Sorry, I'm so, not available at nine anymore." <laughs> so, so once upon a time, um, a mentor of mine told me, "Don't work with jerks. The worst thing you could do for a jerk is give them good service, because then they're going to refer you all their jerk friends." Mm, okay, like seriously, like it, it is a vicious cycle. You do work for one, you're going to get referrals from more. If they figure out that you're you're really good at being a punching bag, mm-hmm. well, they're going to they're going to refer you to people who are going to treat you like a punching bag. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the quote, but it's like you are the person in charge of crafting people's expectations of you. Yeah, absolutely, people and you're hundred percent you responsible. Teach them to expect the other negative side of this of. A busy, busy, busy. I'm busy. I'm always hustling. I, you know, my days are full. I get up at six and I'm, you know, I don't hit the, I don't hit the sack until midnight, whatever, whatever you're saying, you're also telegraphing to clients who are maybe feel like they're under your average price point or people that are friends of yours that have to sell. Too busy. Man, he's busy. I don't want to bother him. Jay, that Jay is always running and he just, he doesn't have time to sell me my first flip house. Like yeah. he works with, he works with big time investors. I see it on his Instagram stories all the time. He doesn't have time to sell me you're my gonna first com- flip. You're going to combat some of that no matter what. 
success is going to put you in that position, unfortunately. And that's, that's once again, that insecurity that exists in the, in, in the, you know, internally for the client, you're going to deal with some of it, no matter what, if you're successful, if you're successful, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't encourage it. Exactly. You're only making it worse. You you know, you also don't want to say, I saw this, this was a, this was on Chris, uh, Chris Smith, co-founder of curator and and a previous resource guest, on his Instagram the other day, I'm never too busy for your referrals is the wrong thing to say. And mm. I've never heard it phrased this way before, but essentially you're, you're telling them just that you're not busy. You can always be, you can always be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never too busy for, no, I, I, sometimes I am too busy to deal with a referral right this minute. Okay. I miss opportunities all the time that need, I had somebody email me the other day, you know, Hey, I'm coming in this Saturday. It was a Thursday. I'm coming in this Saturday. Um, on a whim, I'm going to dental school in the fall and we decided to buy a house. Would you be interested in helping me? Well, of course I'm interested in helping you. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not available to show you houses on Saturday. And when I, you know, to, with 48 hours notice and when, so, and I tried to make the introduction to one of our team members here, they found another agent. Fantastic. You're not for us. Appreciate yeah. it. Th- appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate the fact that you found me. Right. Thought mm-hmm. enough of me to reach out. It just didn't, it just isn't going to work out. Yeah. Not everyone's business is for you. You aren't for everyone. So yeah, telling somebody that you're really busy, you know, or that you're grinding at 11 PM. Yeah. You know, number one, it's a humble brag. Sure. Okay. I mean, if you're going to brag, let's, let's, let's just state facts. We'll talk about bragging in a little bit too. Let's state facts. I mean, I'm, I'm really not, I'm really off all the way off the humble bragging. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't handle it, yep. but that's, that's, that's just me. So to recap the first two, number one, start showing people your real life. Let them see what you're really about. Plus, b- before we move on from that, documenting is so much easier than producing. Take it from us. We produce a lot of content. Content production is hard. We spent literally 15 minutes setting up lights before we press go <laughs> on this freaking podcast episode. Marcy, didn't we? And so, but, but documentation is way easier. Yep. Documentation is ways you don't have to edit documents. Documentation. There you so, go. There, there you go. And we're going to talk about some of that in a minute when it comes to content. But show people your real life and stop and stop being this person that just talks about how busy you are all the time. You know how I just don't have time for anything else because I'm grinding all the time. Yep. All right. Let's move on to something else you should start doing. Uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about social proof. Social proof is something we've come back to a lot. And it leads right into my second one. When you're building your personal brand, especially online, let your clients do the talking for you. I think one of the pitfalls that a lot of people can fall into when they're trying to build their brand image is by just tooting their own horn all the time. And it's like, trust me, I'm great. Trust me, I'll take care of you. Trust me, I'm the best agent in town. Trust me, people love me. And that stuff goes a, a little ways in the confidence department. But at some point, you need someone to say something on your behalf. You need someone to say, I worked with Jay and he did a great job. And you need to be highlighting and lifting those people up and thanking them. And saying, you know, I was so glad to have clients like you. Thank you for your kind words. Because when it's just you, I mean, there's only so much you can do to self-promote. Well, I mean, it's so much, so much more valuable to have someone else say something nice about you rather than, I mean, it's not, it's not becoming of anyone to speak highly of themselves. They may believe it, but you may find yourself in a position that isn't very attractive. And yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. I mean, that's, you know, what, what it's cocky. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. And, and, and some it, people might be listening and be like, this is kind of a, a no-brainer. Like, obviously, you need to be doing well, this. Well, I mean, like... You know, to be <laughs> to be honest, I mean, we have a podcast. We have two of them that we sit here and we tell everybody what our opinions are. So, number one, we're not thrusting it in their face. They can come listen or they don't have to. So, there is a time and a place to share your opinions, to sure. share your successes, to do it, you know, in context. But there's a limit and there is a fine line. So, Gabe, to your point, yes, when possible, share your successes through others that have consumed your service yeah allow them to do the talking for you you know there's a great great agent um that's a part of our brokerage that literally her clients fight with other people like you ever see those posts like who hey i need a realtor and then the comments explode it goes like eight thousand comments because there's eight hundred million realtors in every city. But yep. anyway, no, her, her clients will literally fight with other people that are recommending different <laughs> agents because they love her so much. Yeah. And it's so that to me tells me a lot of what I need to know about her because mm-hmm. her people are so fiercely. Alert. My father was that way. Okay. I will tell you, you know, his business and my business are very different. And he's, uh, you know, my, my, you know, most, you know, influential kind of mentor that I've had in my career. We do we do the business differently, okay? Mm-hmm. We do the business differently, um, but I will say this. His clients are ferociously loyal. Is that a Roy? Is that a ferociously. Mm-hmm. Ferociously loyal. Yeah, they, they, they are ferocious in their support of him. It's crazy. They wouldn't dream. And, and I feel fortunate to have some clients that are very similar, feel, feel similarly about me. And there's literally just no better, no better way, no better standard <laughs> bearer than a past client. The other, nope. the, the other side of this too is uh, one. What I'm want to talk about here in a moment is about content. We want to be tactical, right? So we're trying to help you figure out what are you going to put online for your brand image. Uh, there are more ways than reposting a Zillow review to let your clients do the talking. I think this yeah. is the key one that everyone knows. You get the email from Zillow. It's like, hey, you got a new review. You read it. You're like, oh, that's nice screenshot, click whoop, right onto Facebook. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. fine. It's a great way to show what your clients think about you. But at the end of the day, it still is you taking what someone said from somewhere else and saying, look, look what people said. They like me. Look, I promise people do like me. And so, yes, it's good, but there are other ways for you to creatively find content to post that's engaging to people that might endear them to your services. One example is something that we recently started doing. We're still kind of in the planning phases of how this might look. Uh, but we've got a lot of clients who have said, you know, we'd love to uh, tell other people about the great experience we had. How can we help you? Which is a great testament to our clients yeah. too. But one of the things we're going to start doing is filming short client testimonial videos in their homes where we sit down with them for a few minutes and they say what uh, their thoughts about the experience. True. Yeah. They're, they're honest, unfiltered thoughts. Good, bad, but mostly good. What did you think about the experience you have with us? And we're going to put that out where other prospective clients can see it and thank them and say, thank you so much for being a client of ours. Now we have an engaging piece of video content. We have something that we can post that we can boost something that is client facing. And there you go. You've just hit a bunch of the checkboxes on your way to creating content for your page without having to do something kitschy, without having to do something cliche that nobody really is going to connect with. No, I a thousand percent agree that it really, there's, there's a, a number of, of levels of commitment that you can make here. 
you know, you can do a quick live video at a closing and have your client tell everybody how great you are. Yeah, bingo. You can you can have them write a review on any number of real estate sites. You can you know, um, you can ask them if they'd be willing to film a testimonial video. You can ask them for their referrals to other friends and family, people like that. You can and and you can do this in a number of ways. You can engage them both directly, indirectly. You can you know, outright ask, or you can incite them to, we've, we held, we held 12 client events last year Mm -hmm. in, in the spirit of engaging our clients and making them remember us. And that will happen. If you do it that way, it'll happen. It there's, but let them do, let them do the the talking for you so that you're not bragging on yourself all the time. Exactly. And again, from the content angle, let's go to something that you should stop doing. Okay. Let me get your thoughts on this. This is one that I feel pretty passionate about. Uh, but one of the things that it's time to stop, it's time for it to be laid to rest, so to speak, in the terms of uh, season one of Resource. That's a great episode, too. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that one. It's really fun. Uh, but this one is, it's time to stop reposting the recycled uh, you know, articles from the generic real estate website with the infographics about the market or about the Fed slashing rates or about how millennials are doing this or doing that or blah, blah, blah. Just like reposting old articles that no one even read, finishes reading the headline of just so your page has some content on it. The same goes, this is a, that's kind of the Facebook thing because articles aren't really on Instagram. The Instagram version of this is posting a thousand motivational cubes that have like 50 lines of text in them and infographics mm-hmm. and this and that. I, you know, I, I think there's a place for sharing others' content. Uh, number one, I'm very passionate. You don't take credit for someone else's work. Yes, I didn't make, I didn't say that. You but know, yes, and, and so, and so it, that, that's rampant. Um, Unfortunately. On, on Instagram specifically. I, I always use the repost app or I screenshot to make and, sure and I I've tag. Seen you, and you tag them in the, yeah. I, ta- I tag them in addition, to, like the, like it'll be, if I have to screenshot, it'll be visible in the post no matter what, but then I'll even go so far as tagging them in addition so that they get credit. But you know, I think there's, I think there's a place for that. Um, I think there's a place for sharing others content, but heavily produced content with lots of, infographics that are hard to understand. I look for something, I look for really compelling stuff. Yeah. The other thing is you said there's a place for it. I think the place for it is in between large swaths of relatable organic content. It can't be the only thing in your feed. It can't be the only thing that you post. No, absolutely. I mean, I get to the point where I've got a lot of followers on Instagram and I, you know, I, you know, get a lot of likes on my posts, but I mean, I get tired of it cycling back and forth between real estate, kids, you know, and I don't, what, I don't even know what else. Real estate yeah. and kids, yeah. I guess. You know, and motivational quotes, maybe. Sure. You know, I, I really, I don't, I, I heavily scrutinize. I mean, I, I see a lot of that stuff out there, and I don't share. I share maybe a one one hundredth of what I consume. Here's a good rule. If you are a real estate agent and you didn't read the whole article, top line to bottom line. Don't share it. Not I don't sharing. share any articles because people don't read articles. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. People, it doesn't like people don't read breaking news. I could share no. a breaking news headline about something crazy. People read the headline. They don't read the article. So why would they read your article from two months ago on Inman about millennials if they're not going to read about something that happened today? Nobody cares. I mean, nobody cares. If you, Look, if you want to tell somebody something, face up the camera and tell them with words. Go live. Go live. I mean, seriously, it's it's the most underutilized. I don't know. It's, it's more and more popular. 
um, every day, but it is the most underutilized opportunity out there in social media. You know what? If, if you want to share something, um, share it on stories. Stories are a great way to produce content that, that has a nice shelf life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't follow you around. It expires out in 24 hours and Instagram stories. I'm not big on Facebook stories. I don't know why it just doesn't feel as native to, yeah. the, to the platform. As the other thing that's important about Instagram stories is in your feed, people come across you. Okay. There's content, content, content scroll. Oh, there's Jay stories is the opposite. They see you before they see the content and they want to yeah. know, they see the, the, they see the orange, pink, yellow ring around Jay's face and they say, what's the latest from Jay click that's or, or they're just scrolling. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a way to, it's a way to get higher levels of engagement from your following. Yeah. Okay. It's a way to bring people into your world as well, because there are a lot of users that go stories first, Mm -hmm. right. To find out who you are before they check out your more produced content, because you know, Instagram has become, more produced. It's going to go that way anyways. The other thing is stories on Instagram, if you're running a business page, uh, has a lot of analytics that are useful. You can see if people yeah. looked at each slide, whether they skipped, how many they looked at before they exited. This They're, is all great stuff that yeah, you can use. Yeah, it's, 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 it's phenomenal. I, I mean, I will see, you know, I think I told you once before, Gabe, I had, um, you know, three stories consecutive, basically of the same exact content. One not hashtagged, one uh, with a basic hashtag, one with a very like, long tail, like, you know, kind of very deep, you know, more of a deep kind of tag. Yeah. Right. Like you really got to know what's going on here to be following this tag and looking at the difference, like for the same time, like three different pieces of content produced. And it was funny because, you know, you would expect the first one to get the most views because people bounce out of your feed after they view, like they have more, more tenant, more of a tendency to leave your, your story feed. Yep. Um, after they view multiple stories, right? So the one, the first one usually has the most. Well, that was the untagged. The second one was the the deep, the tag. very specific tag, mm-hmm. and then the last one was the more generic tag, the more popular tag. So the third should have been the least viewed. It was actually the most viewed, hmm. more than the first. And the second with the tag had more views still than the untagged story. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. And I know that's that's a lot of minutia there, and we don't want to get too deep on that. I think the point is this gives you an opportunity to, to lab test these things and learn what works and what doesn't. And it, and it goes back to documentation versus production in a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly. The so. other thing that's important about this too, when you're thinking about you know what you're posting on Instagram, what you're posting on Facebook, is it relevant? Is it not? Here's the thing. We you have to get out of this mentality that there's like a trick to this game that we know that we're paying for a company to give us curated content to post. It's 2019. People know that you're out here recycling content so that you have content on your page. Listen, there's no shame. I mean, but don't don't think that people aren't wise. I mean, people know that you recycled some content so you'd have some content. It's so much more valuable to just post something that it you're. Makes you, it makes you less like. It makes you a, a less valuable follow. Exactly. Don't post a super hyper produced article that no one will read when you can go live for a minute and thirty seconds and say what you know about the topic, and now <laughs> people are connecting you let's, with the knowledge. Let's turn it on its head. What you ought to do is go live and make fun of the fully produced article 
and why it's wrong or tell everybody why it makes sense or tell them what they need to know from, hey, I just read this great article from 123.com that made the following points about real estate. Here's what the points are. Bop, bop, bop. Here's why I agree. Here's where I don't. And you know what? This is what you need to know. I just saved you 10 minutes from reading this article. That's perfect. It's brilliant. Because now people are saying, oh, Jay knows about the market. Jay's updated. Jay has the information that I might eventually need. Instead of people saying, oh, wow, Jay knows how to copy and paste. Impressive. <laughs> like, oh, oh, bless his heart. Control C, control V. Bless his heart. Wow. He, he needed to put something on his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. He must have been struggling to find something to talk about, so he just shared he an article. He, didn't he even must read not it. have very many listings. The difference is the chasm between the two is so vast. So it's just stop doing it. You're yeah. not fooling anybody. You're only fooling yourself. But you wouldn't know that anymore because you're a baby boomer now. So, Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm not a millennial anymore. I'm a baby boomer like some of the other people. That's a story for another podcast. Inside, inside story. We might get to it today. Okay. So start letting your clients do the talking for you. Stop reposting recycled garbage content. It's like, no, it's not here for anybody. Well, you can repost, but you, it better be really good. Make, make sure it's meaningful to you. If you, can't, if you can't share an original thought about it along with your reposting of it, it probably doesn't deserve the best, a repost. The best Instagram, the, the most likes I've ever gotten on an Instagram post was, uh, was one of those meme f- forward deals. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I reposted it from somebody else. But, it, you know, it got like 500 likes. And, you know, it's funny. I get like, I get like all these like industry kind of, you know, influencer types that are like sharing and copying and like yeah. ripping me and not, not like you got it from me. You need, you better tag me. <laughs> like you got, you okay. got a hundred thousand followers. I got 5,000 followers. You better, you better be tagging me. Tiny but, pro tip real quick, especially on Instagram where you said this is the most rampant. It's not that hard. If you want us to te- send me an email, I'll teach you, but you can find it with one Google search. Learn how to watermark your stuff. It's yeah. so easy to toss your logo or to toss something in the bottom corner. There's a hundred free apps that you can use to do this. Watermark your stuff so if it gets out there, people know how to find their way back to you. Absolutely, no doubt. I, yeah, but that's the thing. Is I, to me, it's a goal. It's a goal of mine to find really great stuff to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I literally like it. Doesn't matter if it's not if it's not compelling. I'm not sharing it. Yeah, and there's no way I don't have to post anything. Like that's the that's a I think a big part of it. People think, oh, I have to do get something up today or this week or this afternoon or it's been so long. I gotta do. And they 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 ended up putting out really terrible content. Two things happen. You have the kind of person who you know is waiting for the perfect piece of content to come along. Nothing's worth sharing. Never do it. And so they have a barren wasteland on social media. Or you have the person who's self conscious about not posting enough, so they post garbage. Trust me, if you're a realtor, you see enough interesting things. Yeah. All 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 you have to do is open your eyes, get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Like I see so much, so much cool stuff in, 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 you know, my, my travels as a real estate professional, it's the funny stories hard. you tell people at dinner or when you catch up with your significant other, when you get home, you're like, you'll never believe what that's, I saw today. That's the stuff post you need to post. It. Post it. That's what people want to know. Pull out your phone and take a picture. Exactly. All right, let's move on. So we did a start and then we did a stop. We did a start and then we did a stop. I'm going to go to another stop and then save for last the thing you should start doing. Okay. Is that okay? All right. Flip order. Cause this one kind of goes with what we're saying here. So we can make this brief. Uh, the last thing you need to stop doing, uh, it goes along with believing that your clients are smarter than you think they are, is stop disguising your advertising as something else because you're ashamed to let people see that you want to advertise your business. The way that I see this manifest a lot is when people will say, you know, hey, we 
are doing this giveaway and we're going to give away. There's nothing wrong with giveaways. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong, but it happens like this a lot. We're doing a giveaway of this gift card, meet us at this open house or like, and share this page. And it's a contest and it's all these different things when you could just easily say, you know, we have this great open house. We'd love to see you there. We love it when we see our clients at our open house. People, people don't have to be induced to do everything with a gift card. And when you disguise your advertising as a gimmick or as a game or as a giveaway, it, it, People know what you're doing. People see that your account is a business account. People know that you're in the business. They know you need to advertise your service. You don't need to be ashamed of saying, we want you to help us be a successful business. There's ways to do it, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But what you should stop doing is disguising it as something that it's not. Well, it's. I think if you could ask yourself the question, is does success at any any particular endeavor, specifically advertising or marketing or whatever, does it qualify as cheap success? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a like that you that you paid for, right on your Facebook business page. Yep. Um, because you got somebody who wanted to get a forty dollar gift card. Is that what's that worth? Mm-hmm. Like, what's it? What's valuable about? Have that? you endeared them to you yet? Do they know about your value? Have you really even gained an opportunity to endear them to you? No. Like, how about how about instead of paying people to come to your open house. Um, how about you don't hold an open house until you have a really good listing to hold open that you want to show off. Sure. That people want to see. Well, because think about it. You need to think about every marketing dollar that you're spending as market research. That's what marketing dollars really are because what you're doing when you spend this money to promote an ad, any ad, you need to be paying attention to the, to what it says. Because if you post, if you boost an ad that's about a gift card giveaway, what you're paying for is market research that says this person that cost me eight cents to bring my page likes $50 gift cards. Mind blowing. <laughs> wow. Like, let me tell you that market research that you wasted the money because we know people like money. Like you don't need to be spending your money to figure out if people like gift cards. What you should be spending your money is do people like me, trust me, trust this business, trust this service, etc. Well, you don't, I don't know, man. I just, no, let me hear your thoughts. Go ahead. No, it's just there's 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 so much wrong with this just like cheap level of engagement. Like I don't know. It's it's just it's painful. It's just painful for me. Like there's so many ways to create huge value in the marketplace that you don't have to create cheap engagement. And the other thing is you're telling people. You're telling people outright that this is not interesting enough to compel you to come on its own merit, so we're throwing on a topping. We're putting a cherry on top so that you might come because we don't believe you'll come without inducement. So, so you're 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 insulting the intelligence of maybe slightly the yes. person that you're inviting to be induced be, with the cloak and dagger. The stuff. person that's being induced is having their intelligence insulted all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, this is not valuable enough for you to come on its own right. So, with a fifty dollar gift card, you should come, and maybe you'll buy this house. No, you're not. You're coming for a fifty dollar gift card. Exactly. It's stupid. Which and that does get people. Some people will come. People, some people will get excited. Now, you put it out there, but it's like you said. What are they coming for? Are you gaining a unique opportunity? I mean, I'm way? speaking to I'm speaking to real estate professionals right now. I'm not speaking to marketers because I think there's there's other ancillary value to having, you know, a lot of likes on an Instagram or a lot of follows. Okay, or a yes. lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like people will read you as legitimate. 
because you have this. This could or be that a technique to build following. If you in. if you if you run a lot of Facebook ads to show more people that you have a lot of listings, then that impl- impl- implicitly tells them something else, you know. But if you are under the delusion or the illusion, I should say, uh, either or, I think are both appropriate. Sure. That you know, paying people to come to your open house is going to sell your listing. No, if you're if. Let's just let's, might just, pull, do let's just pull the curtain back for the consumer listener that we talked about earlier. That's trying to learn all my secrets. <laughs> if 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 I offer a fifty dollar gift card and I get eight people to come to the open house, that's a shitty open house. Pardon my language. <laughs> okay, like you know, if you're doing it to pacify your seller, it's smoke and mirrors as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is the property's probably not priced well, or you're not a very good marketer, or it doesn't appeal if it's not compelling it's not selling in a lot of markets today so how about you focus your energy and attention and your money on getting a good product that's worth selling yeah don't take listings stop practicing yeah exactly that's over overpriced listings in bad areas that are poorly staged don't sell go figure Mm -hmm. okay a 50 dollars gift card doesn't change that Exactly. Sorry, you got me on a soapbox. I'm, well, hey, that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's some, it's something so simple that a lot of people are skipping over and they don't even realize that this is this is something that's really simple to circumvent. Well, well how, like hold, go ahead. hold on, let me let me let me just put put a bow on that. Yeah. So you go in, you talk to your seller. Okay, they want to list the property too high. Yeah. Okay, you go about doing what you do, but it still doesn't work. The market's not going to absorb that listing at that price. Okay. Okay. It, you know, the property can be improved and be worth slightly more money, but there's a ceiling on it. You can do more marketing and get more exposure, but it's not going to produce the results you need, no matter what you do, because the house is not worth what you're asking. So instead of having a, a difficult conversation with the seller, okay, and getting them to provide you with an opportunity to actually do your job effectively, you throw a $50 gift card to, to pacify them because you had eight open house visitors and now they think that you're going to sell it to one of those eight when you're not. Yeah, you just They're paid not $50 to d- delay the pain that's going to come with the conversation you, you, you inevitably have to have. You you de- you increased. I mean, we work for nothing. We are speculators. Yeah. We work for nothing. You, you just spent money so that you could prolong the inevitable so that you could spend more money and I'm not even talking about soft cost in your time. I'm talking about your physical marketing dollars. Dollar bills, yeah. Dollar bills that are in your possession that will soon not be yeah. because you were afraid to have a conversation. Yeah, and $50 is the beginning of it. It gets more. It doesn't get cheaper than that. It gets more so, expensive. So, yeah. So, look, trust me. I run Facebook ads to get people to look at my listings, and I you know, love the idea that I can show that 10,000 people have viewed this ad. Does it sell? I don't know. I know I started selling more houses when I started doing a lot of Facebook ads. Yeah. Okay, but I, the whole gift card thing is completely, completely bizarre to me. Well, and that's just the thing. You just said it right there. We may have learned how to game the system to get the number we want to see, but if that number doesn't translate to a real tangible result that benefits your seller, uh, then it's not actually anything. I mean, you know, so, so I mean, there's literally just so many negative results to all this. Like, pronounced market time equals more marketing dollars spent, equal more time spent for you, your staff, equals, you know, more frustration and expense for your seller, equals, you know, a, a, a poor reputation in the marketplace for not being able to sell a listing. I mean, stop taking bad listings and go find good ones. Whew. 
Go spend time with your kids instead of representing bad listings. We've gone from personal branding to... We're glad you guys tuned into this sermon. This is an important message that you guys need to hear. Uh, but this really does go back to personal branding. I you mean, can't induce your way out of a bad listing. You really can't. That, that, and, that is the title of this episode. You can't induce your way out of a bad listing. Go ahead. Sorry. Well... At the, and at the end of this too is that's you you make that your personal brand if this is what you're consistently doing you're you are now the gift card girl or the gift girl gift card guy that's your brand and speak and that's a that's Gary, tough to get yourself out of that Gary gift card <laughs> Gary gift card this episode title is going to be the gift card girl that's what it's really going to be that, no but like no, what, you can't do that well here's the other that. thing you it's can't sexist. do is you can't stop once you've done it you have to completely reinvent because you can't like stop giving people the you can't stop you know, offering the treat in one hand because people will stop coming. I've got, we've got to move past this. I didn't realize this would be the longest one. I thought it'd be the shortest one, but this is all fantastic stuff. Let me go to the last thing you should start doing. Okay. Last one for this episode. Here's what you need to start doing. And this is one you might not think of, uh, but this, we have proof that this works because last year we spent all year honing in on this one and it changed our personal branding for the better. What you need to be doing is putting your core values. We talk about core values all the time. Put your core values front and center in everything that you put out that you want people to see. What I mean by that is, last year we took uh, a big initiative where we threw a bunch of client appreciation events. And we said, and we made it explicitly clear, one of our core values, one of the things that makes us who we are is a deep appreciation of our clients who trust us, like us, and refer us new business. And And this goes back to the other thing too. We did not disguise our advertising. We said we want you to send us more business like you always have in the past and to thank you, to show you how much we appreciate you every month of the year, minus maybe like one month here or there. We threw a major event free of cost to our past clients. We took them to the movies with their kids to see a screening of a brand new movie. We took them out to the pumpkin patch in the fall. We took them uh, to the Jack Lantern Spectacular around Halloween. We did all these different events that we invited them to to say thank you because we wanted people to know one of our core values was appreciating our clients. In your business, it might be different. In your business, it might be giving back to the community. Maybe you're an agent in a small community and you want to show people one of your core values is giving back. Make that your content. Isn't That's better than any article you can post. Show people how you give back to your community, how, how your city is important to you. All of a sudden, People know about, they know more about you than they could possibly know from your picture with your clients at the closing table. Your closing table pictures tell them that you closed a deal, but when you show them you doing something for the community, now they know you. Now they start to know what you're about. Like, I know what Jay Pitts cares about, and it looks like he would care about me if I was his client. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, sorry, I just exploded that one no, on you. No, it's good. It's good. I, you know, the thing that, the thing that really resonates with me is, you know, I'm, I'm a big storyteller. You know, and I think that I think that sales is done best when when stories are involved, right? Mm-hmm. Examples, you know, social proof creeps into that, core values creep into that, like you're just talking about. Because when you're when you tell a story, you're able to convey success. You're able to kind of everything we talked about today. You know, you're 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 creating content, but you're but you're kind of documenting something that happened before. Um, you're letting people do the talking for you by, you know, even if you're the proxy, you know, you're the one delivering the story, you're essentially showing that someone else participated. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man, like your core values, celebrating other successes, you know, it's very easy to fold those into these stories, these examples of success that you're able to create. So in my opinion, 
it's just it's just the best way it, for somebody like me who's been in this business you know long enough now that I've done quite a few transactions I've pretty much got a story that relates to almost any scenario I find myself in with a client and I sure. can use that as a way to express my core values and why I made certain decisions why I did certain things and I think I think it's extremely important to, not only to have codified uh, core values, but I mean, even if you don't have written core values like we have on this team, you can you can show people your passion that you have for charity. You can show people, you know, passion that you have for volunteering. You can show people your passion for a particular part of town. Yeah, where you came from. Or maybe. a particular group or, you know, you can you know, tell them you like supporting local businesses. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff is just really, and I think you speak very plainly. You should, you should, you know, we're talking about shoulds and should nots. You should speak very plainly about it. Don't let it be assumed. Like really put it out there. Hey, as you know, here at one, two, three real estate, we love supporting local businesses. So I'm here at such and such for an oil change, you know, Wanted to give you a quick market update. You know, something like that. It's that simple. Yeah. You know, so showing your core value, even if it's non-related. I mean, that example I just quoted is completely... Supporting local business, yeah. Supporting local business is completely unrelated to a market update. Yeah, I mean, we have agents that are within the company that that, that part of their core value is supporting teachers. Yeah. Or maybe it's supporting vets. Uh, or maybe it, it, may, it doesn't even have to be charitable. Everything we're talking about now seems almost like it's this kind of charitable outreach thing. Your passion can be... Uh, just a community that you're a part of that you, maybe you're like a, I don't know, maybe you're like a biker and you just like the motorcycle scene in your town is like huge. You can do things that show how you're involved in that and like how you, I mean, this is a really weird specific example, but I'm just saying the possibilities are endless, right? Like whatever you're a part of that matters to you, show people what matters to you is the is the moral of the story. Show people what matters to you because that's how they see you, not the facade you've put up, right? Yeah. And, and I want to be clear. I'm not saying that you should not be posting we're the number one real estate team in this county or in this region. You should not. I'm not saying that you should stop posting we did more transactions last year than anybody else. Those are valuable stats. I mean, that speaks to your credibility. It speaks to your professionalism. But if that's all you say, all people know are these people's core values are making as much money as possible, which I mean, good on you. You're a business. That's the point. But don't you want people to know more about you than just we make lots of money because we do more business than anybody else. You become human when you show people what you care about outside of the walls of your office. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. I mean, I don't mind people knowing I'm out to make a lot of money. I just want them to know that's what, what I else. Said. I don't think that's wrong. I want to know I want them to know what what else I care about and that I care about them. Yeah, but when people ask the question, is Jay the kind of guy like I would like? Like, well, I like working with him, or Ooh, is he kind of upswing. like shady? Upswing. <laughs> like? It, you don't if they're going to go back to what they know or they're going to go to social media to learn and what do they learn if they all they find on social media is wow this guy really likes uh old articles from realestate.com and closing deals and he's, he's the guy he's the guy that always sends us the uh the constant contact uh oh, set yeah. my set my clocks back on <laughs> Like email, like the Friday before Don't daylight savings. Everyone. Yeah. So now, it's so this is what I'm saying. Time. And here's, and this is why this is the perfect cap on the whole episode. That it, what you don't even things, things you're doing that you don't even realize are becoming your personal brand right this minute. No, the stuff that you don't think you're posting for your business page, like just because it wasn't an Instagram post that you set and thought about for an hour before you posted, doesn't mean it's not part of your personal brand. It Anything is. people find when they look for you, 
is your personal brand. And if all they can find is old real estate articles, market stats, every picture you've ever taken at a closing, all the cutting boards you've ever given somebody with your name engraved on the back, like if that's all they can find about you, that's all they're going to know. But if they look for you and they find uh, all the organizations you're part of, all the things you do for local businesses, all of the people that you support, all of the cool videos of your team having lots of fun at a, at a retreat or at an outing or at a conference, all of the uh, testimonial videos that you shot, all of a sudden you become this real like live in 3D full color person that they're like, I think I could get down with that guy. I think that I would do business with them because they seem like they're my speed. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta represent the best of yourself mm-hmm. on the internet. That's what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta make it easy for people to consume you as you are, you know, certainly not at your worst, but at your best. No. Right. And, and that's, that's everything we talked about today was essentially being authentic. Yes. Okay. Showing people who you are and what you care about and don't, don't settle for doing for taking, taking the easy way. Yeah. That's literally, I mean, it could all be summed up. Don't take the easy way. Even when it's hard, show them who you really are and what you care about. And that's it. And, and, and unfortunately if you're dull or you're an asshole or whatever it, you know, maybe you do nothing and you end up being better off, but hopefully you're not dull. Hey, listen to all the dull people out there. It's okay to be dull. To all the dull Here's people the thing. listening. Learn how to leverage podcast. something other than your own personal image as your, as your value. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're dull. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, okay. you're not dull. That's okay. the thing. You don't have to be dull. No, that? it's not that you don't have to be dull. <laughs> if you're dull, you're dull. But no, no, look, nobody's dull. That's the thing. Everybody's got something yeah. that is interesting. If you're dull, find something else to talk about. <laughs> if you're really dumb, don't act smart. No. <laughs> like, I don't get what, what you said is right. If you, if you think that you're too dull for social media, dig deeper. There's something that you're a part of that people will connect you with. You know the show is going off the rails when Marcy <laughs> looks at us with, with the confused concern. The concern That's all below. the time we have today, folks. No, seriously. Like, there's something interesting there. Yeah. Like, and there's a community for you. I mean, that's, that's the thing. This is a big, wide world. Like, I'm not even going to, like, I don't know, Gabe. You're probably into some things that I'm not into. I guarantee it. <laughs> that's a promise. That's, that's a promise. Like those shoes, those pirate shoes. Oh, yeah. I'll post a picture of my new pirate shoes the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in in the, the notes. show notes. <laughs> the pirate shoes. Did you really order those? I did, yeah. I bought them. Check Gabe's Instagram I'm gonna rock out. Them the, yeah, the first day that they come into, I'm going to wear them to the office. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got a resounding no on your Instagram poll. Listen, listen. Velvet slippers are a thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. I want to hear your thoughts. Next, <laughs> next is going to be a smoking jacket. I, actually, I wouldn't be against a smoking jacket. Oh, but you don't smoke. I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that. In what public. would you wear? What would you be doing when you wore a smoking jacket? Uh, probably bourbon. Just drinking bourbon. Just there, drinking listening bourbon. Listening to smooth jazz. Feeling by yourself. In the dark. By yeah. yourself. Candlelight only. Probably. This is getting really, really That's all the time weird. we have for today, folks. But hey, really, that is all the time we have. Like, this has been good. Listen, if you're listening to this and you have questions or there's something you think needs to be on this list that you should start doing, or I want to hear your biggest pet peeve. What is the thing that people should stop doing that's killing their personal brand? 
We want to hear it all. Make sure to reach out to us. If you're listening to this episode and you've always wondered what these laughing fits look like, head to our YouTube page. We have full episodes of the podcast available on YouTube where you can watch them. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, make sure to head over to your podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star rating. And we'll be back really soon. Absolutely. But hey, wait, before we go, if you're in Louisville, check out the new podcast, Not So New Anymore. A great episode dropped this past week with Scotty Davenport, uh, the Hour 502 podcast, uh, coach of the soon-to-be Division I uh, Bellarmine University Knights basketball team. So pretty exciting there. We almost broke the news. I know. We almost broke I it. wanted to see if we could say I was like, the episode will go out on Monday. Yeah. Well, they, made the, they made the announcement yesterday. Though, so. But if you're listening, um, if you're listening from elsewhere, we, we appreciate you. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere you find your podcast. We'll be there. For Gabe Pruitt, I'm Jay Pitts, and we promise next week to be a little more on task. Yeah, there you go. This is Resource. See you guys soon. <laughs>